Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Chua Tian Tian with your Market View. Now, Malaysia's budget will be tabled next Friday on the 7th of October. Now, given that this budget will be out before the next general election, economists are expecting it to be election-friendly with a slew of expansionary measures. But at the same time, observers are also expecting the government to remain committed to consolidating its fiscal position and focus on its recovery post-pandemic. So, all in all, what can we expect from the upcoming Malaysian budget and how will its government fund the measures aimed at boosting the economy? And what does it mean for us investors and businesses here in Singapore? Joining me on the line is Julia Goh, Senior Economist at UOB. Hi, Julia. Hi, thank you for having me. Great to have you on our show as well, Julia. To get us started, uh, the Malaysia's Ministry of Finance has emphasised the triple R approach, recovery, resilience and reform in its budget for 2022. Are we expecting any change for next year and why? Uh, I don't think there'll be much change, uh, but the focus will be on strengthening the recovery, uh, ensuring that growth stays resilient uh, and reforms. I think given that the global outlook is darkening, uh, we expect more support for next year to ensure that the growth is sustainable and inclusive. Uh, we also expect the government to reiterate that they are committed to lower the country's fiscal deficit in the medium term. And to reduce the fiscal deficit, uh, the government will look into enhancing revenue and also spending more efficiently. Is there any reason why the government is sticking to this triple R approach even as we start to gradually emerge from the troughs of the pandemic? I think largely because we are transitioning to endemicity, uh, but also because the global outlook is looking darker uh, and there are more external headwinds. And I think they need to prepare um, the economy, uh, the people, the businesses for the prospects of a global recession next year. Right. And uh, we've briefly mentioned this in our introduction as well, but Julia, this budget will be tabled before the next general election and we're expecting it to be election friendly as well. So what can we expect in terms of subsidies, expansionary measures and reforms? Yes. So widely expected to be election friendly. And for the Mm -hmm. man on the street, I think we can expect cash aid uh, for the targeted groups like the lower and middle income groups. And the aim is really to help cover the higher cost of living for them and maybe also offset potential reduction in subsidies for fuel and utilities. As we know, um, the government is earmarked to spend 80 billion ringgit worth of subsidies this year, and that is unsustainable. So the government is expected to roll out a new mechanism of targeted subsidies uh, next year versus the current system of blanket subsidies. Uh, and this could be one of the reform measures. Uh, On top of that, I think for most, there is talk of personal tax cuts for some of the middle-income groups and maybe even higher tax relief. Uh, For Malaysians, the lifestyle tax reliefs may be expanded to cover perhaps purchases of um, smart equipment, um, you know, about raising the standards of living, uh, higher productivity, uh, and perhaps also more tax relief for own and family medical care, especially with aging parents. Now, on the environmental side, 
I think there could be more green tax incentives to encourage uh, environmental friendly lifestyles. So such as the purchase and maintenance of uh, EVs um, and even perhaps installation of solar panels for homes. So this is really to make it more affordable to incentivize people to adopt more climate friendly and uh, green lifestyles. And uh, with that also, as consumers adopt more green lifestyles, it will also encourage manufacturers to do more R&D work and also support the renewable energy efforts for the country. Right, so a lot of support, expansionary measures, but also at the same time, Julia, the Malaysian government is likely to remain committed to further consolidating its fiscal position amid all those ongoing volatilities. As you mentioned, the outlook is quite dark. What are your projections for fiscal deficit in 2023? We are projecting a fiscal deficit of 4.5% of GDP next year. So narrower than the estimated deficit of 5 to right. 6% for this year. Yeah. Mm. Um, the fiscal improvement is, we think, achievable, uh, assuming that there will be higher revenues from oil and tax collections, as we have assumed oil prices to stay high even for next year. While um, you know labour market has recovered, uh, economies reopened, so this will also help uh, increase the tax collections. Now, on the expenditure side, um, we foresee a reduction in COVID-related spending by nearly 46% and also a lower subsidy bill uh, because if the government introduces a targeted mechanism and this will give the budget more leeway, I think, to uh, spend on other critical areas like development and infra spending um, and as well provide, I guess, higher direct cash handouts to targeted low-income groups. Right. Uh, so, Julie, you mentioned about how COVID-19 spending is going to be reduced, but also at the same time, what are some of the other measures that the Malaysian government would likely take to be able to fund that budget going forward, that election-friendly budget, rather? <laughs> I suppose the question is, are there going to be new taxes? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> whether it's, I know everyone is talking about it, whether it's a GST mm. or a carbon tax, um, you know, I think, or even a continuation of the prosperity tax. So because, as you said, in the spirit of it being an election-friendly budget, we don't expect any new taxes introduced in 2023. Um, and timing-wise, it may not be right either, um, given mm. that uh, there are inflation concerns. Uh, but we think there may be a mention of the need to broaden the tax revenue base as what they have done in previous years. And this will be part of their medium-term tax revenue strategy because they will be tabling the fiscal responsibility bill later this year. Um, and I suppose they won't introduce it, but they may mention something along those lines to prepare consumers for the possibility of new taxes after 2023. So if there are no new taxes in 2023, the government probably will need to enhance their tax compliance and collections um, in other ways. Um, and uh, there is talk that the government may adopt the 15% global tax on MNCs, right? Uh, where if an MNC's profits uh, in the jurisdiction are taxed below the global tax rates of 15%, then a top-up tax will be imposed. Um, so things like that, but no major tax reforms for next year. If you're just tuning in, we are now speaking to Julia Goh, Senior Economist at UOB Malaysia about the Malaysian budget. Um, Julia, we talked about this earlier. Are we expecting the GST to be re-implemented next year? And from what I gather earlier, if they are not going to re-implement the GST next year, are we expecting it in 2024 then? <laughs> uh, I suppose <laughs> the question, the timing is, all, is, is, is the biggest question. Uh, exactly. Yeah, um, and I said, a lot rests on inflation outlook. Mm. And if the inflation outlook next year could be higher, 
um, if the government removes a few subsidies, then it may not be appropriate to introduce it in 2023, then which could fan inflation pressures higher. So I think if there are going to be any major tax reforms, more likely after 2023. Right. And, uh, you know, if the budget does turn out to be what we expect, Julia, what do you think this would mean for growth in Malaysia? What are your growth projections for Malaysia's GDP next year? We are currently projecting GDP growth of 4.8% for Malaysia next year. But the global outlook has weakened and we may have to tweak this forecast down. But we are waiting to see what the budget measures are first. If the measures are highly expansionary and domestic drivers could outperform, then this may provide some added buffer against the external headwinds. Yep. And uh, one last question, Julia, before we let you go. What does the 2023 budget in Malaysia mean for the people there and also away from Malaysia, retail investors and business community here in Singapore? So for the people um, in Malaysia at this time, I think it's to help those that are still struggling coming out of the pandemic. We're talking about people who have exhausted most of their savings, uh, their retirement savings. They may have returned to full-time jobs, but Mm. higher cost of living still means tighter purse strings. The virus is also out there still, so ensuring that the public health system can cope with any new variants or even long COVID. And for the businesses, I think ensuring the right support for the private sector, be it tax incentives to expand new areas of growth, ESG, um, attracting FDI, um, improving business conditions. Um, It could be just basic things such as dealing with government agencies and approving worker permits. Uh, And of course, uh, last but not least, improving the country's infrastructure, development spending, including spending on transportation, 5G. Um, And I think all that will certainly help and make it more attractive for investors in Singapore and elsewhere to um, invest in Malaysia. Now, thank you very much, Julia. That was Julia Goh, Senior Economist at UB Malaysia. Thank you very much for joining us here on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.